Well, the other thing that's happening today is that we're at the um, when we finish when when I finish this talk and uh, twelve o'clock and we get changed, uh, we're going to do a jukai ceremony, and um, usually I avoid talking about jukai ceremonies on the day of the ceremony because it's a bit can be a bit embarrassing for the folk doing it, but. Uh, um, but I don't think Lorena and Paul will mind, will you? I just talk about generally around what Jukai is because it kind of affects the whole practice. Um, the, 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 the perhaps new folks here don't know what Jukai is. Does anybody not know what it is? You can put your hand up. You kind of like that about it, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very simply, uh, um, it's, it's, it, um, it's receiving the precepts. Uh, so it's. Um, <clears throat> I, I think uh, perhaps folk don't know there's something about Jukai that you might know is that when you receive ordination as a monk, we call it Chukai Tokodo, which means um, uh, entering the way and leaving home. Uh, when you, uh, the, the, the other name for Jukai is Zekai Tokodo, which means entering the way and staying at home. So it's, so it's receiving the precepts as a, as a lay person. Incidentally, when you talk about leaving home or staying at home, it's worth remembering, because it's, it's useful, uh, that in a way, in both cases, it means that you are at home wherever you are. So if you can... Somebody said to me that if you can, a long time ago, if you can feel a home in the city you were born in, then you can feel really a home. <laughs> um, I think that's really true. It's really hard to feel a home in the city you were born in because there is there are so many um, conditioning and memories and um, feelings about particular places. Um, yeah, if you can feel free in the city you were born in, you can feel really free. <laughs> I don't think I've managed it yet, that's why I keep going away. <laughs> um, so, just generally about the practice. I'm, I'm, I'm never absolutely sure about the way to frame these things because um, for me the practice is important you know, and it's a big commitment and it involves um, every aspect of my life but I also know the folk come to the tradition and the practice um, <coughs> perhaps as a way to, to help them get by have a struggle, difficult time, and come and join in, and then, then maybe go again, and then maybe come in again. Um, but it can, the practice can usefully become, I, I wouldn't say dominant, but, a, but a, a significant concern or part of your life. And, and other considerations that were, that did seem really um, dominant and significant be, can start to feel less so um, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that 
having felt that about the practice that, that our lives uh, uh, don't carry on as normal we just um, we reorder them and we, we reorder our values <coughs> and I guess overall the plan is that the practice improves or at least uh, yeah improves our sense of well-being and if it doesn't do that then uh, I mean there's greater aspirations or ambitions if we can frame it in those ways than just bringing well-being but that but you know that for me if it does that then it then it's worth it you know um, So what, to, what Suzuki Roshi says, Suzuki, not, not D.T. Suzuki, uh, Shinru Suzuki, who was a Soto teacher, said that, um, and David reminded me of this the other day, he said, the practice is like walking along in the fog. You're never sure exactly where you are, but you do gradually get wet through and through. <laughs> it takes time, but you do get wet, you know. And, and your life changes, but you, you kind of, you know, people ask me or would say to me, and, and, and I have the same question for myself, of course, it's not, you know, I don't, why am I doing this? I don't feel any significant particular change in the way I am. And um, and there's no, there'd be no way of really knowing, I suppose, unless you had a doppelganger, you could have in parallel who was leading a life without practice and leading one with practice, whether it made any difference. Um, but it does seem that we do all get wet, finally, and it does change the way we experience the world. Um, so it's it just, really, my, my encouragement is just to carry on practicing day in, day out. Uh, even when you go through a <coughs> desert patch or a dry patch, which we all do, you know, practice in any tradition is like everything else in life. It, 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 it waxes and wanes. Um, sometimes it feels useful, sometimes it doesn't. But as Suzuki says, we just keep going and we, we, we will get wet. Um, and one of the marks of that, one of the one of the ways that we signify that we recognise that, um, is that we decide to receive Jukai. And um, and the ceremony, I guess, is a formal way of acknowledging that. And when you do the ceremony, you receive a Dharma name, and the Dharma name. Um, is a reflection both of how of, of who you are and who you might be so it's both when you see the Dharma name it, it hopefully if, if, if it's chosen correctly and it isn't always I've made mistakes and mistakes have been made for me my first Dharma name was Dowie I couldn't. I didn't like it because I just didn't like the sound of it. Felt like I was, you know, something to, something to do with being a baker. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I didn't. I didn't like the way I changed it. Um, yeah. So the Jukai ceremony is, is about acknowledging and sharing with everyone else that you've made a decision that the path 
of the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, that's called the Three Treasures, uh, is, is, is something that's worth embracing. And, um, and you may not even understand it. I remember when I first did Jukai, I had no idea really what it meant. And I kind of did it by accident. Um, and even now, what it means is still clarifying for me. But I think the most important aspect of it um, is that we, well, one is when the person does Jukai, they re re receive something we call, called Kachimayaku, which is a lineage chart, and it starts up here with the name of the Buddha. And then there's a red line going all the way down. Don't know how many names I've forgotten of all all the ancestors, and it finally reaches me, and then the person receiving Jukai, they're on they're on the bloodline as well. So uh, first of all, it's about recognizing and, and appreciating, and it's, to begin with, it sounds a bit I don't know um, irrelevant to our to our our modern lives, but to recognize and appreciate the, the people that have gone before that have allowed this practice to continue have themselves really contributed to our lives by, by their own commitment, by their own willingness to go through all the difficulties that each of us has to go through to sustain the practice. And, um, and it also occurs to me I, this morning I was thinking about this lineage line, Kechimiyaku, but for each of us, even people who haven't done Jukai, we all have a lineage chart, we all have a bloodline. You know, we're all, in a way, uh, we're only here, and we're only at this place in our lives because of, the, of, of, of our family members that went before, of the people we've met on the way, the people who've been significant in our lives, all those things, that, that's our own personal lineage, our own personal bloodline. And uh, I think it's easy to forget that, you know, that, that we, we, we do need to appreciate why we're here. And, uh, and the people uh, that have perhaps made sacrifices, particularly your folks, for us to be here. Uh, and as well, one of the things I think that comes out of practice, uh, when, when, when you've walked in the fog for long enough, you start to remember or it starts to come to mind the perhaps situations in the past in which you blame somebody else or you cause other people suffering have in fact been your own responsibility and one of the things that definitely that arises out of practice and I think of doing Jukai is that you're minded to go back and, 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 and acknowledge or even apologize to folk in your bloodline things that you may have done that you feel sorry about and I'd really encourage that you know it's really useful um, now the external in, in a lot of um, <coughs> uh, traditions spiritual traditions there's an external um, what would you say um, symbol if you like of, of that you're part of that tradition and that you've made a commitment to it uh, and that carries with it its own kind of intrinsic external pressure to behave accordingly you know I mean, if you're wearing monk's robes and you're telling somebody to fuck off out the window of your car you know it's like it doesn't kind of gel you know so 
wearing robes and having an external um, symbol of your commitment is helpful in the practice. We don't have that in this practice. What we, what we, what we do have is that what a person, and each person's made their own, is a Raksu. And a Raksu, as you, as, as you may know or may not know, is a miniature version of, 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 of a full set of monks' robes. Um, when, when monks in China were uh, being a monk was disallowed, the way the monks got round it was to make something like this and then they'd wear it in, under their underwear. So they, they, they knew they had something on. So when we're in a Zen situation, we've got this on and, we've, you know, um, and it's d demonstrable that we've, done, that we've received the precepts, that we've accepted that we are the Buddha, that we are the Dharma, that we are the Sangha. And that's really important to take that responsibility, you know, that you are, you may not really know it, but you are the Buddha, you are the Sangha, you are the Dharma. Without, the, without you, there's nothing, it doesn't exist. So, but in ordinary everyday lay life, the same for person doing Jukai and doing Tokado is that you haven't got anything on. You haven't, no, nobody in the world can see that you've made this decision or this commitment. So it requires more, I think, more self-awareness and more, um, more of a firm decision to act in accordance with what you've decided to do than it does if you perhaps got orange robes on or, you know, you've got the full Zen monk outfit, you know, with a cloth bag over your shoulder and a shaved head and, uh, and no money in your pocket. <laughs> um, yeah. So, is there anything else I want to say about you? Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I want to say something in advance. I don't know how many you can set. We'll do the we'll do the ceremony at the twelve thirty. I don't know how many you can stay for this, but I just want. I, I usually don't have time to say it in 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 in. in um, but <coughs> the ceremony may sound, and it is um, slightly well esoteric and, and what does it mean and that all sounds a bit silly you know some of the precepts and uh, uh, but <coughs> they're an outcome of, 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 of thousands of years or, yeah two, two thousand is thousands isn't it thousands yeah, <laughs> yeah two thousand years of of, of, uh, of 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 a pragmatic approach really to what if you if you if you if you lead your life in this way will it will it help both you and other folk and one of the differences in perhaps in the zen tradition to other traditions uh, is that these precepts are definitely not rules and the the, the, the things to the, like a guideline you know, they're like a guide, you can use them to guide the way you may make decisions about what you want to do with your life. Uh, and if you fail, you're not going to go to hell. <laughs> you may have, uh, you may have, I guess, dharmic repercussions, but you're not going to be in hell forever, so you don't have to worry about breaking a precept. Um, yeah, so 
when we're doing it, what, 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 what I really wanted to ask of you is that what can happen in a ceremony like this, and particularly if you've, if you've, if you've been here and in the ceremony often, and, and me too, is that you can become, become a kind of observer. Uh, or, or, or you're displaced from the activity, you're just present because it's going on and you thought you'd like to support the person but you're not really engaged and what I would really like is that all of us engage with the ceremony, you know, that we, have to, we are the ceremony, that w when we do the chance, we all do the chance and we're not kind of sitting on the chair looking in at everybody else feeling separate uh, that actually we all listen to the precepts, we all join in, and even if we're not saying them or bowing to them, that we, we, we maybe hear some one of them that might strike a chord, that might be useful for me. I mean, and, and, and don't take them at face value, you know, um, like one of them is <clears throat> do not kill. And most people think that means, you know, don't, don't, don't kill animals, or don't kill other people, or don't kill. But, it, it, it means much more than that. It means don't kill your life. You know, don't 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 kill your 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 your, um, your relationships. Don't by the way you behave. Don't kill things. Give yourself as much spacious and opportunity and openness as possible. Uh, don't kill opportunities. Don't kill your own sense of. Um, self-esteem if you like or, or the qualities that you've got really you know appreciate them and in other people um, <clears throat> okay i think i'm done it's 12 o'clock yeah. and just before we finish is anybody anybody would like to comment or say anything or ask questions or I always appreciate the emphasis on the precepts being guidelines. Yeah. Um, almost like a, a not, not a, a social rule, but a, a rule of um, science, if you like. Yeah. You know, if you're behaving this way, yeah. this is the more yeah. likely outcome. Yeah. And that just seems very pragmatic and yeah. useful. Thanks for that, John, because I, I, I did want to say that I, I lost the track of my thoughts there that <clears throat> one, one of the reasons that Zazen for example is emphasized in Zen practice you know meditation is really emphasized uh, <clears throat> and that's 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 the uh, on the Eightfold Noble Path meditation is, is the last part of the path Zazen is emphasized at least equally if not more than the precepts on the basis that if we, if, 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 if we practice appropriately and accordingly, then the way we start to behave naturally and spontaneously without any idea of this is the way I should be, we will start to naturally and spontaneously act in a more kind way. So we don't have to put these rules on ourselves at the beginning. As you know, in some traditions, and you know, I'm, I'm not criticising because they obviously work for some folk, and it suits some temperament to have a whole set of guidelines and rules to follow. It suits some folk to be that way. It never suited me, and I think people have come to Zen practice. It doesn't suit them. They tend to be kind of souls who want to be, um, uh, yeah, freer, <laughs> freer, 
and, and initially less and initially very reluctant to follow the tradition. <laughs> Why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah.